The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Let's start our build up to the Grand Slam decider this weekend. Ireland at home to England in Lansdowne Road. Ireland have won the Grand Slam three times previously, but never have won it in the final match in Dublin. We have Paul Wallace, Alan Quinlan with us. Paul Wallace, an England team that has lost at home to France by 53 points to 10 when France scores seven tries. Can that recover in the space of a week to be competitive against Ireland? A big question there, Matt. Um, they'll certainly uh, dead cat bounce and all that. And you're going to get some sort of reaction. Uh, I, I think they probably need to just be very direct and physical, and I think they will bring that. Is that going to be enough to upset Ireland? I don't think so. It's in Ireland's hands. They're, they're a far superior team, albeit you know some key injuries uh, players out, um, especially Ringrose in the centre against England. Uh, we, we need his defensive ability in the 13th channel. Um, but England, yeah, there will be a reaction. Uh, I, I wonder what's going to happen in selection is, is the big thing. Are they going to go back to Farrell? Are they going to try and grind it out? Uh, but I just don't think they have the players and the ability uh, to come and beat Ireland if Ireland played to form. What do you think, Alan Quinlan? Do we have reason to be concerned that pride will motivate a bigger performance that they will recover? It's a difficult one, Matt. I think, um, you know, and Paul would probably say the same. As a player, you wouldn't want to kind of underestimate them in any way and drop your level of intensity and performance this week. Ireland won't. I think Ireland have been very humble. I think they've been very open about um, just worrying about themselves, trying to get their own performance right, but also respecting the opposition. On paper, Ireland should win this game comfortably, but sport can be crazy and England will come to Dublin with their backs to the wall. A lot of these guys have been questioned about do they deserve to have an English jersey on their backs? Um, and, and, you know, that kind of motivation and, and when you're backed into a corner, does strange things. So I think this English team are better than what we saw on Saturday, much better than that. I think they're obviously in a very early phase of the Steve Bortwick, Nick Evans, Kevin Sinfield, the other coaches in, in, in their progression and what they want to do. They're much more talented than we're seeing. Their game plan is very, very bland and... They, I don't think they'll have enough That can hardly time. be changed in a week, can it? No, that's exactly. It can't be changed in a week. Um, but still, if they were to start the game well, th- there is no doubt they'll bring a physicality, a real passion and energy. Will it be good enough? I don't think so. This Irish team have shown time after time after time how strong they are, how well prepared they are, how fit they are. But, you know, you never know. So I think what I'm trying to say is Ireland have to be cautious here. I think... Um, they're going to be heavy favourites. There's going to be a big party. Uh, possibility of winning a fourth Grand Slam. But we've you've got to be cautious because I think England will pick on Farrell. I think they'll bring Tuolangi back into the centre. And they'll definitely be fired up. Um, they may Some of those players might get one more chance with Borthwick. But um, they're, in, they're in the doldrums at the moment. And, you know, there's a difference. France produced a performance on Saturday, which was sublime. England were second best to everything. So I think they will be better, but I don't think they'll be good enough. Sometimes, to be Paul there. Wallace, you get momentum in a game that when things are running against you, 
and when things are running for the other team, that perhaps you can end up with a scoreline that may be disproportionate to the respective merits of the teams? Yeah, that, that French performance is the best performance in the Six Nations. I think we were lucky to get them a bit earlier. Um, I thought I would really struggle. The, the power and the precision that they brought, I thought was a big level up from when they did with Dublin. Some uh, some players that have been out in the cold who are just getting themselves back into this, like Olivon in particular, I thought was outstanding. Clement, and, and you think, were England that bad? I think France were that good as well, uh, as much so. And, and I think uh, any side, including Ireland, would have struggled. It would have been a, some battle to, to, in that. But you look at the accuracy from Ireland against Scotland, it was way off where France were. And, uh, you know, I think we have to give an awful lot of credit to France. And uh, I was looking at that and I'm going, oof, it's, um, you know, who, who, who would you call to win a game in France at the World Cup? It's, uh, I, I thought France had gone up another level again. So this Irish team, we know the levels they can get to. Um, I think against Scotland, yes, there was so much adversity there to, to deal with. Um, the way they, you know, found the players line out for Keane Healy, uh, the way he came into his group, uh, Conan's ball carrying, which we haven't seen for a few years, that was just you know, even more impressive than we've seen from Darcy. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, you know, the way Gibson Park just came back from that long period out and had such an effect on the game. Uh, look, I, I think Ireland um, dealt with everything that was thrown at them. And at 50 minutes, Van der Merwe makes a break. If he makes a pass, we're behind. And it would have asked even further questions. But I, I always believe that Ireland were going to come up with the answers and come back and they have that confidence and you get that in a big long winning run um, you know I had a club level with Saracens I'm sure Quinny had it with Munster as well and, and when you there's games that you shouldn't win and you just go on and you can end up by winning 10-15 points Ireland are in that position now um, where I think for Scotland you know they can they can dominate some games and, and still lose them because they don't have that uh, experience of winning and it nearly, it, it's nearly a mental thing psychologically that you need to build in and, and you see that so many times with there is winning and losing teams uh, for this Ireland team against England I think that, that that's going to stand for them and the way they dealt with everything that was thrown at them uh, you know what, what more could you throw at it with injuries um, and you know especially two hookers going off it, it was it was, it was but, well Alan Quinlan <laughs> can I turn to you on that because the difference between yesterday's performance and the infamous day in the Joe Schmidt era when we lost a game in Scotland, which was blamed on the bus being delayed before the game, throwing off the pre-match preparations. When you see a try very harshly disallowed on a technicality, when you see Doris injured in scoring or in, in setting up the try, when you see all of the players being injured in the first half and yet having the resilience to come through that. What does that say about what Farrell and his backroom staff have done to make this team better even than they were in the Joe Smith era? Uh, it says a huge amount about them. Um, I don't think any team in world rugby, mo- most teams, the top teams, South Africa, New Zealand, um, you know, France, any of these teams would, would you, you, you would, if, if you got that scenario beforehand, you'd think they'd struggle. Ireland just seemed to have grown. They have so many leaders in this team. Their backs were to the wall last summer down in New Zealand after the first test, the way they responded, and they've just continuously answered any question. The start of this championship, the injuries they had, Finlay Bealham, you know, coming in for Furlong, he was outstanding. Um, and it just, it, it come, it's coming from Farrell. He wants this, these challenges, this adversity, 
Um, you go back to 2015, Matt, five players missing against Argentina. Tommy Bowe, Paul O'Connell, Sean O'Brien, Peter O'Mahony and Johnny Sexton. And they, they didn't couldn't cope. They're gone to a different level now. You know, are we setting them up for a fall? Who knows? Uh, sport can be really strange, but okay, but, they but have credit- to get the credit that they deserve. And I think you know the backroom staff, as you said, and Andy Farrell have created this environment where it doesn't matter what happens. We're still we've got a job to do. We can go out and do it. You heard Jack Conan yesterday. He referenced that Farrell said to him, "If the bus is ten minutes before kickoff, if we pull up ten minutes before the game, no problem. We'll just go out and do our business." I love that, and it's incredible to see where they're at mentally. But what about the lack of availability of key players next Saturday? We know definitely Gary Ringrose is gone, but thankfully Robbie Henshaw is back and he can do a job, a brilliant job in the 13 channel that maybe Bundiaki couldn't do in the game against Italy. So the backs will be fine. But what about up front? Because we're down now to bare bones in the second row. It's James Ryan and Ryan Baird and now Ross Maloney, who is uncapped, coming in to provide cover in the second row because of the injuries to Ian Henderson and, of course, Ty Byrne, uh, previously. You could have the possibility, although Dan Sheehan and uh, Ronan Callagher are still there in the squad, that they might both be unavailable. And you could have a situation where it's Herring at hooker and Stewart uncapped as replacement hooker. You might be without Caelan Doris, which suggests then on the bench you'd have the largely untried at this level, Gavin Coombs or somebody else. I mean, is that not starting to get a little bit worrying in the way that we weren't able to deal with Argentina in the World Cup in 2015 when yeah, we lost so many players? It's it's so relevant what you're saying, of course, but they've had issues right throughout this championship with injuries, um, right from the word go against Wales. Obviously, if they can get Sheehan and Kelher back, that makes a huge difference up front. Um, Ryan Baird, outstanding when he came on against Italy. He's a wonderful player. There's an argument to say that he should be starting in this team anyway. There is no Tyg Byrne. All this stuff that's happening now, I think Andy Farrell, I don't think he'll stress about it this week. And you know what? It sounds crazy. If Ireland were to lose on Saturday, it'd be incredibly disappointing. But I don't think he would stress to the point that we're broken now. I think he, he kind of created this scenario there where stuff is happening. We just got to deal with it and we'll deal with it the best we can, what's in our control. But... If you can get Doris and, and Sheehan available, I think that's a huge boost. You you then have a very strong pack of forwards. You have Robbie Hensha to play um, at outside centre. So um, you're you're stretching the second row, no doubt, with 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 Ty Byrne, Joe McCarthy, Noeen Henderson. So again, it's it's gone perfectly so far as regards preparation and things gone wrong um, with the World Cup in mind. But they want to win it Saturday, and I just think that. They've shown us, and, and the evidence of what they've shown, the players that have, have come into the side and stepped up, that they've delivered. But it's not a, ideal with six-day turnaround and that amount of injury. So who knows? Um, I think it's... Okay, well, Paul, well, it's just to finish. Uh, the emotion as well. And of course, there is another factor. Johnny Sexton's last game for Ireland at Lansdowne Road. Yeah, um, I, I think they'll just park all that. Um it, it might be big for his family and that for Johnny, he's such a professional. Uh, you know, he's just focused the game, uh, moving on to the World Cup, Leinster in between. Uh, look, for me, this Ireland team, it's all about the systems. You talk about players and you see that with Keane Healy when he comes in, he starts running some of the lines, the passing lines, but a hooker can do. It, it's the systems and you played against great all-black teams and you looked at every player looked like this world-class player. They'd come over here and play club-wise and say, they're not actually that great on their own. 
And I think that's where Ireland and, and the coaching staff have created this uh, the systems with it on the pitch and off the pitch. And I think that that's what's made it. And then you can have any amount of players come in, come out. And I, yes, performance will dip a little bit, but it's still uh, right up there. That 95% performance is not 100%. Thank you very much, Paul Wallace and Alan Quinlan. We'll have more on the build-up towards the big game during the week. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.